0: comes from Second Timothy, uh, the first chapter. We'll be reading verses 3 through 7. So as we come to these words, uh, let us again uh, join in prayer. Gracious God, because you are God, it is your word and your word alone that is life for us. And because you are gracious, we trust. you will speak to us. We are listening, O God. Speak to us, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. So the passage reads, I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice. Rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. The grass withers and the flower fades, the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. So Ben and Carol Weir, they were Presbyterian co-workers, Presbyterian missionaries, for probably 30 years. And in the mid-1980s, they served as teachers at the Near East School of Theology in Beirut, Lebanon. And in 1985, Ben was taken hostage. He was held hostage for 16 months, most of that in solitary confinement To keep from being crushed by anxiety, he said he made it a regular practice to count his blessings. He was grateful that his glasses weren't broken. He was grateful for jam on a sandwich. He sometimes could hear birds singing outside, periodic kindnesses of his captors. But mostly what kept him sane was singing hymns and reciting the stories of Scripture that he could remember. He remembered how God brought manna to a lost people in the wilderness, and how from the lion's den, Daniel prayed a prayer of thanksgiving, and how from the belly of a fish, Jonah prayed a prayer of thanksgiving. He remembered how Paul in prison, like Ben himself, continued to rejoice, and he loved that story of Paul and Silas in prison at midnight singing hymns. He remembered those faithful women, the first preachers to declare he is risen. He said remembering the stories kept him sane, not not just by occupying his mind, but by reminding him that God knew where he was. Even when Ben had no idea where he was, God knew where he was, and God would be his Savior. When times are challenging, sometimes memory can be our friend. That's Paul's instruction to Timothy. This letter, these words are written to Timothy, and Timothy was a friend of Paul's. Paul says Timothy was his son in the faith. They love each other. But in this moment, Timothy is in some kind of crisis, faith crisis. We don't know the details, but Paul wants to help. Paul says, I know your faith still lives in you, but it sounds like Paul's not so sure. Timothy's had some kind of heartbreak, as Paul references his tears. Now, I don't know what caused this for Timothy, but what I know is that that's the common place for all of us to be. Everyone faces challenges, and when we do, it can rock our faith a bit. That's what happens with Timothy. Whatever the particular troubles were don't really matter it's his faith that was shaken. We all face that at times. Finding God in this world is no easy thing, and, and and trusting in God is no easy thing. But when Timothy is in this circumstance, Paul gives him what I think is some really good advice. He says, Timothy, remember, Remember your grandma, Lois. And remember your mom, Eunice. Remember how their faith lived in them. Now, these were obviously strong women. But they, and they may have been the ones that loved Timothy into the faith himself. But we can also be sure of this. They faced hard times. They faced their own challenges. And so if I understand the text, what, what Paul is encouraging Timothy to do in the midst of his own challenge is to remember how his mother and his grandmother, as women of faith, how they faced difficult times, and their faith, Paul says, lived in them. I know this to be true. You do too. Sometimes God is clearest to us when we're in trouble. It's odd, but it's true. Sometimes aspects of God are clearest to us when we know we're in the midst of the storm. That was Ben Weir's story. When he was isolated for 16 months, it was by remembering the stories of the faith that they carried him through. That's what Paul is telling Timothy. Timothy, you don't feel strong right now. I I know that. So remember Lois. Remember Eunice. Remember how their faith lived in them. Lean on that. It will give you strength. I, I love Paul's pastoral advice here. It makes so much sense to me because I've seen so many people where their faith has lived in them, particularly in the tough times. I'm thinking today of Tracy. I, I met her I'd been a pastor about three years, it's all. And Tracy, she she was dying. She had leukemia. It attacked her body, and it attacked the heart of everybody who loved her, including me. We gathered around her bed, and we read from Scripture. It was time to turn off the machines. And we read, the Lord is my shepherd. And we read, I will go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and take you to myself. And we wept. Her dad held her lifeless hand. You know, when it comes to being a daddy of a little girl, (laughs) uh, we don't know what to do most of the time where we seldom know what to say. When it comes to being a dad of a little girl, we're at a loss more times than not. But the one thing we know for sure is we'd do anything to protect them. That's what we'd do. We'd do anything to protect them. And as he held her lifeless hand, he said to me, Tom, I knew this was coming, and I was so afraid when it came that I wouldn't be able to trust in God anymore. I I was afraid that, that when we lost her, that the pain would be too intense, and I wouldn't be able to trust. But it's odd, he said. I have a confidence I've never known, because this is what I know. I love her so much, if I could, I would not let her slip away and be claimed by death. I love her so much. I would not give her up. Surely God loves her the same way and God is taking care of her now when I no longer can. His faith lived in him and when when I when I need a little encouragement, when I need a little inspiration, I I think of people like Like Tracy's dad. I think that's what Paul is telling us. When times are hard, remember, remember the testimony of the scriptures and remember the stories of ordinary saints like Ben and Carol Weir and like Tracy's family. And maybe you have a story to tell of your own. Maybe you're recalling a time that was hard, a grief that came in some fashion, and God brought you through You may have a story like that. In my e-note on Friday, I invited you, if you had a story like that and you wanted to share it with me, to send me an email, and many of you did, and I have been so grateful and inspired to read what you have sent me. If you didn't do that and would like to, I would welcome it. Or maybe you want to tell me the story of somebody else. I'm thinking of my friend Dean. He's a retired pastor and has lived every day with a heart of compassion. He said he was visiting a member of his congregation who was dying far too young, too early. It was a painful death. There was nothing sweet about it. Dean said his friend said, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm afraid and I'm angry and I don't even know what to pray. And Dean said, it's okay. My faith is strong enough for both of us. You lean on my faith right now. That's what Paul knows. I don't know what Timothy was going through, but it probably was something familiar to us, something we all go through. Paul from prison, he says, Timothy, you don't feel strong right now. So remember Eunice. Remember Lois. Remember me, Timothy. Lean on us. We've got you. Know this. You're not alone. Let your faith live in you in these days. And and if that feels hard, then remember those in your life whose faith has lived in them. And it'll get you through. It'll give you strength. I know that to be true. Pray with me.